0: Right, it's like we never left. We're already running late.
1: Welcome back to the fun and interactive Artifact Podcast, everybody.
0: <laughs> Artifact Podcast. <laughs> Listen, just because I took a trip doesn't mean that everything's changing. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. If if you've got your uh, if you've got your Twitch chat set up in a way where the faces that I spammed just now overlap. Uh, my favorite thing about Justin's new emotes here is that it either makes it look like Justin is eating CVH's head or like CVH is slowly peeking out of Justin's head, and both of which tickle me greatly.
1: Yeah, they are pretty good.
0: But yes, um, welcome back. It's been a few weeks, and that's entirely my fault because I traveled halfway around the world to help cast an artifact tournament,
1: you i back now. You're also a fashion pioneer.
0: Oh, Oh, are you breaking out gloves? <laughs> Is that? Look, do I have to I got I got them right here, man. I brought them home. Did the, you really? The WePlay play people were kind enough to give me the gloves and the shirt. So That's if amazing. need if need to, I can put these on. If we if we get like, you know, a massive amount of subs in one night or something, I can throw throw the gloves on or uh, Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me let me get my paramilitary outfit. Here, yeah? Look at this. See the old charmer name? They it's let nice, me keep man.
1: it. It's really nice, I like it. My my webcam done got all blurry, by the way. There we go. I'm in focus now. Yeah, I like your Jacket Man. That the the wardrobe there was pretty sweet.
0: Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, there was Uh, there was like different levels of expectations. You know, I, I took uh, a couple of suits with me that I thought would be needed for casting ended up not needing them for casting. Um, I took uh, a suit with me. I I actually was just on, uh, a, a different podcast earlier today as a guest, but it was for Artifact. But we were talking about our, our day of filming and on our handbook, it just said media day and Mm -hmm. it said we were going to do some filming for some promos and then talk to journalists like that's what the handbook said so i dressed in a suit because that sounded like appropriate attire and -hmm. then instead we drove like 30 minutes to rural like not on paved roads but like dirt roads ukraine Mm -hmm. and i stepped out into a warehouse that was like filled with people actually working and like actively shipping. And this thing had like locked doors and you had to be buzzed into places. And (laughs) then, and then some guy comes in and says, uh, who wants to pick their guns? And he literally opens a bag and there's like a table full of guns. And, um, (laughs) you know, because again, they like, they didn't, um, they didn't give us context ahead of time. Right. (laughs) So, uh, it was, it was an interesting experience, but, you know, at the end of it, all of the we play, all of the we play people were uh, incredibly nice and fantastic to work with. And but yeah, it was it was something else. But and it, that's what's up, dude. But they let me keep the gloves.
1: That's awesome. I remember getting like feeling un- like un- like I was uncomfortably crossing some kind of line when we were doing the master series, and I would ask for snacks after the broadcast had stopped.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh... To kind of put that into perspective, right? I wish I was making this up. At one point, Suns fan turns to swim and just says, "Man, I'm really craving a Dr Pepper right now." Yeah. Didn't say it to anybody. Just said that. And then like a half hour later, somebody showed up with a case of Dr Pepper for Suns fan. Oh, I yeah. know. Like they, when I say they, they went out of their way to make us feel comfortable. They, they were very, very, very. Hospitable and like conscious of the fact that we'd all flown halfway around the world, they did everything they could to make it feel like home. So much so that they made it be winter there for me. So I was, I was feeling great. I mean,
1: <clears throat> they were so concerned about your security; they even placed the entire country uh, into um, under martial law while you were there.
0: That yeah, that is also true. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that. It's very kind of them to take my security and welfare. So seriously?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if anything, I think we can trust that the Ukraine is uh, pretty protective of the parts of their country they have left. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thankfully there in Kiev, like, it didn't, didn't really impact me at all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiev was a beautiful city. I keep describing it as, like, Eastern European cyberpunk. Um, yeah. Even though Ukraine has only been a country for a very short period of time, like with yeah. its own independence historically it's got like two thousand years of history or something like that so right. you can keep going from like
1: wow since the beginning of the world
0: yeah basically so like wow. you go from like uh like city block to city block and it's you know, here's this uh, old Orthodox cathedral next to stuff that was built during the Soviet era, next to modern skyscrapers, next to wow. this. This was like, this is a rebuilt section after the Mongolian sect of the city, right? And it's all just on top wow. of each other. And so, you know, um, I shared on, I think, Twitter and in my Discord some pictures where, like, you could look across my street and see this old, beautiful, like, church cathedral. And then Mm -hmm. out a different window is the skyscraper that like lights up the night sky with another one that like glows purple behind it. And that was uh, the best way I could describe the the city, Kiev. It was, um, it was wonderful. And they took us uh, routinely to really cool restaurants and bars, but every one of them uh, is the sort of thing where it was like an adventure. Uh, I I keep saying it was like Harry Potter for adults, where (laughs) um, you have to like, know where it is like the very first one uh, on the day we're like jaunting around the city yeah uh we had uh, a group of people with us like eugene was with us and then our our handler her name was valerie she was hired literally just to like take care of us we jokingly but affectionately started calling her mom towards the end uh because she spoke english very well and uh, so they they take us to this place where There's, like, steel doors covered with graffiti, and it looks like they open into an alley, right? And Mm -hmm. they open these, and then it takes you down, like, a dark tunnel covered with graffiti. And then when you come out the other side, to your right is giant cages filled with pet ravens. And to your left is a building that looks like it's barely standing. But then when (laughs) you go in that building, it is a beautiful coffee bar with, like... Uh, You know chess boards out and mirrored walls and the guy serving us, you know Was drawing art on the coffee he served and was wearing a red flannel and had a beard He looked like a hipster straight from Seattle But just like in this like you take a dark alley through graffiti and it's next to ravens in a cage, right? That sort of thing and then we had another one where like we go to lunch and they uh, Valerie takes us underground right? And there's, Mm -hmm. like, some shops and stuff. Kind of reminded me of, like, uh, in Boston. Do you remember how, like, we would go underground there? It was kind of like that. But then you go around a couple of turns, and then it looked like just emptiness, right? Like, it's a long hallway, and there's, like, nothing marked. And uh, it kind of looks like where I would expect janitors or or maintenance to be, right? Mm hmm And we come to this door that just has no markings on it, and there's a number on it. And Mm -hmm. uh, Valerie knocks on the door... And then turns to Suns fan and says, When they ask for a password, say, and then she said something in Russian. And yeah. Suns fan naturally started to give her the weirdest look I've ever seen anyone uh, give, yeah. like, ever, because yeah. that's not what you expect a human being to say to you. And right. before he has time to even process yeah. this, uh, the door opens. Uh, there is a bald dwarf on the other side. What? And he asks for a password. And Suns fan says, I, uh, uh, I don't. And so she says the Russian like phrase again. And so he repeats it to the best he can. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, the dwarf says, Hey, and he throws his hands up and like waves us in. And so then we step <laughs> in and inside it's still all brick walls with two giant black curtains at the end. Okay. And he motions us towards the black curtain on the left, and when you step in through there, there's, like, this really, um, like, industrial-looking co-ed bathroom that had, like, stone urinals and, like, rebar gates, and there was also a coat check. And Mm -hmm. so we check our coats, and then we go out of that, and we go in through, uh, like, the black curtains that were on the right... And then it's this beautiful, gorgeous restaurant and bar and grill, and they served wonderful food, and everybody was nice. And they had, like, one-sided glass so you could actually see into a shopping mall so you could see where people were. And it was just like, I took, I, I went underground and spoke a password to a dwarf to get here. You know, like, how is this real life? And then even on the last day for the after party, they took us to this bar called the Alchemist Bar that again you had to go like downstairs to this underground like back alley and it opens into a tiny bar that didn't look like it was going to fit everybody at all mm-hmm. and there was somebody playing like music from the 50s <laughs> and there was like nobody there right and so they the guy who's like the DJ in this entrance area uh, that we all thought was the real bar like points us down this hallway to the left where there is again a bathroom and a coat check and we check our coats and then you walk to the end of that hall and there's this really cool but old bookcase and Eugene says, "Oh, here's the bar." And he opens the bookcase like straight out of Harry Potter and there's this wow. beautiful bar on the other side and they had food in there and like tables just for us and wow. So the moral of this is uh when I die in like a month because I've yeah. like wandered down a dark alley in Detroit thinking I'm going to find a cool restaurant Uh, It's because Ukraine spoiled me into thinking that that's what you have to do to find all of the best places. Damn. You know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, it's no volcano, but that's a great story. That's great, man.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad to hear it, dude. But
1: it's kind of of a big time for esports in general. I mean, like, there's been a lot of huge announcements recently.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But while I was gone, there was a lot of stuff that happened, um, both with Legends uh, and just with, like, esports in general, specifically card games, which is what I I wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, first and foremost, we got a monthly card. We haven't haven't had a chance to talk about the monthly card Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, And then we also had some tournaments pop up. For legends, right? Like warp meta stuff. I hear somebody awesome is going to be casting one tomorrow.
1: (laughs) I Uh, will be doing the casting with uh, with Silverfuse. I think tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Yep. That should be great. And uh, there uh, there was uh, the the women's only tournament, which is a really cool endeavor. Uh, Yeah, I think that's really cool too.
1: Uh, I actually thought about offering to uh, help that in some way, and then I realized like it's probably not my place to do commentary for that for that show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably not,
1: but I mean, um, I mean, I wanted to support it in some way because I think it's a really cool idea, and I and I'm I wish more more games did stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was either Hearthstone or Magic did something like that recently, because um, it was on my Twitter feed. There was another game that had had done something similar. Maybe it was Gwent. I don't know, but another card game did something similar recently. Um, people still play Gwent. Yeah, believe it or not, people still play Gwent. Wow.
1: I th- I thought it got I thought it got relaunched for a second time, and now it's called Artifact.
0: <laughs> I mean, it might feel that way, but yeah. So, um, so we I mean, so yeah, we had the monthly card that we have to talk about. You know, tournaments, uh, local community stuff popping up, but then just like uh, in the greater scheme of things, yeah. um, you know, Artifact, uh, you know, obviously because I went to Cast, it had a big constructed tournament. Uh, and there mm-hmm. are more that are being announced, right? So I was in the WePlay one that had a 10 grand tournament. WePlay's already got another one that's a 15 grand tournament, and then a 25 grand tournament that are following that up. And yeah. the seat uh, story, C story, C story—I always mispronounce it—cup is currently underway for that. There's also the uh, the China-like esports scene for Artifact has just recently started their uh, league, and I know some other stuff are coming down the pipe, and that's all. That's all just third-party stuff for Artifact. That's not even counting money that Valve will likely put into it because we know that they've got their big, like, quarter one TI, if you will. Um, but outside of Artifact, or maybe as a result, you know, one could argue that might be the case, um, Hearthstone is almost doubling their mm-hmm. total prize pool for 2019. Uh, the last Magic. article... Yeah, I was going to say, the last article I read said uh, Hearthstone had, like, million in prizes for 2018 and they're looking for more than 4 million uh for 2019 magic Mm -hmm. has announced they are essentially redoing uh the pro tour and how the hall of fame works and all of that it's going to be a full overhaul but the Mm -hmm. total both digital and uh, physical magic will have a combined like 10 million in prizes for 2019 Um, so a lot of big announcements from card games which is great in my opinion i think competition is is good uh that's how you get funds and features and everything to influx in and i uh, i'm hoping that that will you know kind of kick start things for some of the other ones yeah
1: i mean there's definitely a lot going on with esports in general as far as i think and i think like tying it to what's going on with artifacts is a reasonable thing to, to be saying i mean MTG Arena is getting, you know, incorporated into the Magic uh the Magic professional scene, you know, the tournament scene and uh and Hearthstone I think is is reacting to artifact as well. Um I'm eagerly anticipating some kind of legends announcement. I mean, you know, I I know that the Master series was a huge success. I mean, it was the The numbers were incredible on on Twitch. Um, Viewership was through the roof. I think probably the most viewed Legends event we've ever done um, as a community. Uh, But no word yet on that.
0: Yeah, no official word yet. So, I mean, listen, I'm clearly biased because I got to participate uh, at least as a caster in the last one. And uh, I had a wonderful time. um, But, like, I would love to see it come back in some way, shape or form. Totally. I mean,
1: I think it was great for like players of all like across the spectrum, right? Because like, I mean, there is this like concern, and like, I like the, in fact, the day before Magic announced this like totally revamp, total total revamp of their competitive scene, um, there was this really interesting uh, like essay going around, um, you know, the card game Twitterverse uh, about how Hasbro made a calculated decision about ten years ago with Magic to. Dial back their support for their professional scene and focus on the people playing magic at the kitchen table or or at FNM and stuff like that. And I was like, this is a really compelling argument. And then the very next day, Magic announced this huge ten million dollar thing. You know, it launch it announces this big dive into esports with MTG Arena. So I'm kind of going back and forth on like where I fall on on these issues because what I loved about the Master Series was that. You had the best legends players in the world competing, but you also had like, for for some reason they were able to engage with the general audience, like the the guys who who play on their cell phone like once or twice a week. You know, they were in the audience for that. You know, I mean, uh, both of us saw uh, and heard from people who had never like heard of like or paid attention to any content creators in this game, like suddenly become engaged with legends as a result of that tournament.
0: Yeah, I think. I think that tournaments serve a lot of different purposes you know in many ways they're like marketing they're also a way to keep your you know most hardcore of your entrenched players kind of happy right you give them that carrot on a stick Mm -hmm. and there's clearly I think a lot of positives but you know they're expensive too right like those events uh, I mean let's not kid ourselves right like they they are expensive. Um, well yeah I mean
1: they don't obviously they don't directly generate any revenue yeah right so y- you just hope that it is more effective than the money you would then spend if you spend a comparable amount of money on some sort of more traditional advertising um and I, and that's information that like we don't have access to so I don't know <laughs> if it worked or not yeah but you know what like, there, there was this momentum going with legends after after the master series um that kind of got you know ran into a wall with the client change right so it'd be interesting to know what would have happened uh if the client change, you know the client switch had been super smooth and everybody's really impressed initially or even if uh it hadn't happened at all or what a masters 2 might do to the community
0: yeah i mean listen um i clearly don't work at bethesda and i don't know what their plans are or anything like that but like in an ideal world personally uh I'd like to see them announce more support even if it's not the same as the other people like just to publicly say like we see what other people in the industry are doing. And, you know, we're we're increasing our uh, our presence in the space, but even more so from like a planning standpoint, you're 100% correct, right? We had the Master Series. I think we had a lot of good momentum. Uh, People were excited about the game. Uh, people were talking about it. Even you know, and mm-hmm. I think about like the articles that were written from like people interviewing Will or s- interviewing CVH about like you know potential futures uh, for the game and right. in, in esports. And, and there was that forward momentum. I would love to see something like that, yeah, followed up by a major expansion announcement teaser season and then launch like instead of it being like we have the master series and then we run into the client change imagine a world where you have the master series and then as people are doing the like interviews or or whatever right like when somebody sits down with cvh after the master series and cvh says well we've got something coming stay tuned and then like a week later they you know announce a big pack expansion and then you get like two weeks or a month of like reveals and hype and then you launch something to like gauge interest like in my mind, like using that forward momentum to kind of continue forward and, and steamroll, I think is uh you know, ideal, right? Like if I was if I, I was agree. just wishing on uh, some genie or something, that's what I would like to see, but um...
1: I uh, I was I was laughing as you were talking because I was the Master Series feels like a lifetime ago. You know? Um <laughs> But we have I mean like we, we got we got Frostbark. We got two monthly reward cards, but really we haven't had any new content oh. since the Master.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, I was, I'm was i kind of chuckling because it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was like three months ago.
1: Was it three months ago?
0: Uh, August, so I guess we're coming up on four.
1: Okay, okay.
0: But not even half a year is my point, right? Fair enough, fair enough.
1: I can't believe I've been subbed to you for a fucking year.
0: Yeah, I, know, I don't know what uh, what's wrong that with you. That actually
1: blows my mind. Like, I can't, I'm shocked.
0: I don't know why anyone would sub to me for a year. Well, it's free. I mean... Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Now's a great time for me to remind everybody that if you have Twitch Prime or Amazon Prime, you can sub for free and you should do so. Sounds like a great time for me to vape. Kappa. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited when I see, even if it's not Legends... Um, I'm excited whenever I see big money esports news because, uh, again, competition I think is good for everybody. Um, yeah, you're like competing for a lot of the same players in terms of like market share and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, your game's not going to get better unless there's another game kind of pushing the envelope, forcing them to get better. Like there's a right. reason that the Hearthstone competitive scene wasn't, um, you know, like it was there and like, it was okay, but like, it wasn't great and it wasn't really increasing. And then a couple of competitors show up and suddenly Hearthstone makes an announcement and then everybody else announces on top of their announcement. And, uh, there's a bit of an arms race going on right now, but, uh, the person who benefits the most from that is us, the players.
1: It's worth pointing out too, like Hearthstone is just enjoyable to watch.
0: No, no, I I mean, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm sorry. Like, I know that. Listen, I, I don't want to bash anybody's game. If you enjoy Hearthstone, then good on you. But me personally, yeah. um, I do not enjoy watching Hearthstone. Uh, I don't enjoy really playing it anymore because it just doesn't uh, it doesn't engage me. And the only time that I do watch it is if it's somebody who whose personality I like mm. is uh, playing it. Like yeah. I'm not saying I won't watch Hearthstone, uh, but I I'm not watching it because it's Hearthstone, and I don't I don't enjoy watching it.
1: I gotta be honest, man, I still watch people play Hearthstone uh, on YouTube. I, I don't play. I haven't played in a long time. I mean, like, I maybe played a game or two here over the last couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I still like watching people play Hearthstone. Because it's it's those highlight reel moments, man. Like, it's like, when I go to these YouTube channels to watch people play Hearthstone, I can expect to see, like, an interception in a sack and a fucking 99-yard touchdown in every fucking game.
0: i mean sure but like i don't know when i want to scratch that itch i can do a couple of things one i could just watch a highlight reel video that's like three minutes long and that would scratch my itch and then i'm done uh or like i'm not even joking i would rather go back to like historical legends videos and watch like legends highlights than than hearthstone because it's just i don't know it's just more engaging to me a lot of it's just aesthetic like one of the things that always kind of bothered me about hearthstone going long, long back to, like, when I did play it more, was, uh, I like, I don't mind the bright colors, I don't mind the presentation, but there was a, like, the fact that the game itself didn't take itself seriously has kind of always bothered me, right? Like, I, it was the World of Warcraft card game, and so I kept expecting it uh, back when I was playing it to, like, mimic the World of Warcraft. And then when the first expansion you know, uh, Gnomes and Goblins came out and it was like not, you know, it was cheeky stuff and weird references and not, I I don't know. It's just always kind of bugged me the way that they present the, the universe of Hearthstone, if you will. So again, an entirely uh, personal thing doesn't mean it's not great for everybody else. I don't want to, you know, bash it or whatever, but.
1: um... Well, look, Hearthstone looks like it's terribly unfun to play. (laughs) <laughs> but I still enjoy watching it. <laughs> and besides, man, this is our podcast. We can state all our opinions as facts here.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean absolutely. <laughs>
1: um So like let it, it hmm. I I I wanna throw in a question out to the audience, right? What do you guys want to see in twenty nineteen for the legends competitive scene? Right? Like, what does that look like to you? You know, let's say that there's an announcement, Be you know, be reasonable, I guess. But like, let's say that there's some kind of announcement akin to the announcements that other esports games have made recently, other card game, digital card games have made recently. What does it look like for Legends? And like, why is that something you want to see? I'm sure, I mean, like, I feel like we probably shouldn't ask this question.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll jump in real quick um, and just say one of the things that I would personally love to see is yeah. the entrance of more third-party organizers. Like, you can say what you yeah. want about uh, Valve or Artifact or the game or whatever, but um, one of the big things that that game has going for it is that at launch, it already had so many uh, organizations interested in running tournaments for it because of the history with Dota, right? So a lot of your, your Dota orgs were like, hey, let's also get on this bandwagon. And so it, it didn't... They didn't need to wait for Valve to put money into their scene, if you will, right? Like they just had an influx mm-hmm. of like, you know, rich Ukrainian people who wanted to run tournaments. Um, right. I would, I would love to see more third-party orgs and sponsors and like that kind of cash flow hit the Legends scene. Personally. That's, fair.
1: That's fair. A lot of uh, interesting suggestions in chat here. It's, it seems like a lot of these responses are to just more consistent release schedule for content which i have to agree with right like legends is it, like we've been around for a long time now like legends like you and i personally this time not like the, the everyone we like and it's because legends is a great fucking game right we've stuck with legends despite never having a consistent release schedule for content right can you imagine how great this goddamn game would be if stuff came out on time regularly
0: I mean i I literally can't imagine it because uh, i've I've been conditioned to no longer be that optimistic,
1: but that's the thing right because that is what they've <laughs> i mean'll let them for the first like they've never even told us I guess let me put it like this. they have never even said in the in the two and a half years we've been playing this game they've never no one's ever even said oh yeah we we have a we're planning on a regular release schedule for content yeah. right
0: no I they've mean never never. Even, like
1: nobody's ever even pretended that that was a thing. And like now at least they're saying it's gonna happen. And I've got I've got faith that it will happen. I believe that 2019 yeah. is gonna be the best year for Legends yet.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I guess like I said, I'm just I'm I'm in that uh bandwagon of like Legends hurts me because it loves me. <laughs> I think I've got what? like I've got battered player syndrome. Dude <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man, that's deep well you know you keep saying like well like we keep playing legends because it's a good game and you're right like at yeah. its core we all see the good in it and then it keeps you know doing things to me and i'm like oh but i know it loves me it's so good to me
1: yeah uh this reminds me i gotta to say this back you know before <laughs> before <laughs> before drain vitality was nerfed during the master series that card is in like every other game right and we, we, you know, you just call it DV. Yeah. So I work uh, <laughs> in my other job. <laughs> like DV means something totally different. And so I've spent a lot of time with the Legends community not making jokes about the things you just made jokes about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's always going to be me who ruins it.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say that. I talked about Vivek's dick during the Master Series.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Man, you got a lot of hate for that.
1: It was not my most popular thing. It's it's not as bad as it was. Yeah. Team Defiance says, we need tournaments to not last till 11 and 12 at night. It's interesting. How long do these work meta things last? I didn't really get a lot, of, a lot of information when I signed up to do this.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, did you take Monday off of work? Because, like, <laughs> you're in for a marathon. Fuck that shit,
1: dude. I'm streaming at 7. I got a business empire to run. <laughs> oh. George, no, I'm not a social worker. I'm a therapist.
0: Well, I mean, they're, like, one in the same, though. Yeah, it's similar.
1: I mean, like... Licensed clinical social workers and licensed professional counselors both have most of the
0: same legal privileges. There are
1: some differences. Yeah. That have to do with diagnosis.
0: Yeah, it's just like how, you know, I I work in, uh, like, data governance and data analytics, but, like, I'm not a network guy, but I get a lot of the same questions all the time because we're basically the same.
1: Yeah, I, uh... I mean, that's true of my job, too. I get a lot of the same questions over and over again. <laughs> I was listening. I'm fucking around. Uh, that's awesome, George. Warp is are 46 hours depending on number of players and whether you can call allies in the tourney.
0: <laughs> that's funny. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. I will, I will say that was one of my biggest surprises. Um... With the artifact tournament that I, I cast was that we had as many timeouts as we did. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of victories due to people running out of time, and not a single one of them was life coach. And I'm not surprised by that, um, because I, he's used to roping, so he knows how to watch the timer, but like he never even came close. Yeah. And then we had a lot of other people who just flat out timed out. That's fair. How do you feel about a time bank? Like, would you like to see something like that in Legends?
1: No, I think the turn timer is fine. There are a lot of things that I could do in Legends that I can't do because I could like. There are a lot of things I can't do in Legends because there's a turn timer <laughs> that I would like to do. Uh, but I, I think the game is just—it's the like the the tempo of watching it is better when there's a turn timer versus a time bank
0: well all right so let's back up right um artifact has both a turn timer and a time bank it's just that your the amount that goes into your time bank isn't enough to cover the full turn timer if you expend it every time if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. so um if Let's just say you've got like a 3 minute time bank for Legends, but you still have your like 1 minute turn timer, and at the end, beginning of your turn you only get like 15 or 30 seconds given to you, right? Mm -hmm. The idea would be that you could still take your full turn timer at any given time, but you couldn't do it every turn.
1: No, I think that uh, having a maximum of a minute 15, right, that's how long the turn timer is? Something like that, yeah. I think that having that maximum every single turn available, like provides a reliable beat that you can follow and makes it a, a better game to watch, to be honest with you. Uh, hey kitty.
0: Your cat agrees.
1: Yeah. Jizar goes on board with this. What's going on? You want some treats? The announcer lady is aggressive in her warning, you're like, oh,
0: sh-. oh they're, they're, if, if they're talking about that, they gotta be talking about artifact. Yeah, that lady yells at you. And big numbers flash in your face.
1: Nice. Fortunately, whenever I play Artifact, I lose well before my time runs out. Yeah, we do have cat emotes, by the way. Cat emotes. By the way, I gotta give a shout-out to all the uh, Crab Shack members here who uh, successfully executed our mission to spam the Legends official dis- official stream on Friday with CVH faces all night. <laughs> well, I think, I think, honestly, over 50% post on that that thing was a cbh face
0: it was amazing yeah i don't i don't think cbh knew what he was agreeing to when you asked poor sweet <laughs> childlike CVH, cbh
1: dude I, what did he no hold on he's known me for a long time now. like he had to know that i had some like it wasn't just like oh, cbh can't use your faces and i think he you knew that like i was gonna do something stupid with it you think CBH was not happy when we did it? I talked to him afterwards. He's all right with it. <laughs> he, he, he did say that it made chat hard to read. It's kind of the idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. At this point, what do you even need to read chat for? We already know all of the talking points.
1: Yeah. Expansion's coming out in July. Uh. <laughs> So I, I think that, um, God, there's so many topics I want to cover with, with you because like, it's been a while since we got together and talked like this. Usually you and I talk like every day and like, you know, you were kind of both, you know, several time zones away and super busy. And so there's, there's been a lot going on in the legends community.
0: Yeah. I was like nine or 10 hours ahead of you. And then on top of that, I only had uh, internet when I was at the studio or at my hotel. So it was very difficult to try to keep a conversation with you and CVH. I tried. I did my best. Yeah, no, it I understand. Was, it was uh, it was challenging.
1: No, I I understand.
0: I need to, I think, get a new cell phone provider so that I can just deal with the international roaming.
1: Uh, Sandra and I are planning on spending a bunch of time in Mexico next year, and so we switched to a a, a carrier. Like I was on a carrier that did not have coverage in Mexico, and so we switched recently to a carrier that does
0: yeah i'm currently on verizon who has coverage but it's super expensive when you go international so i would prefer to find what i'd really like to do um one of the other casters that was there one of the other talents if you will had Mm -hmm. the google uh project google fi whatever stuff Mm -hmm. um So, I mean, he had service everywhere, and it was great. The the downside to that is you have to buy your phone up front, and I'm poor, so I can't do that. But I was amazed at the places where we were, and he was still getting service. Like, phenomenal. Um, So, you know, if I'm ever, like, a real star or something and can afford that, I would do it in a heartbeat. And it sounds sweet.
1: I remember my my dad was always one of those guys who... uh had to have new technology like even if it like didn't benefit him at all right like if it was 150 years ago he the one guy in the city who owned a telephone and he'd just be waiting for a second guy to buy one so we could call him like that was my dad like and he uh i remember for a while he convinced his his like people like the people who worked with or something like that convinced them to get him a satellite phone which he then you know proceeded to do nothing with but like one time when i was younger we took a trip mountain climbing and i remember we were up at the top of a mountain and whips out a cell phone he makes a call this is long enough ago like just having a cell phone outside you know in the wilderness was kind of weird and like calling somebody from the top of a mountain was just like fucking mind-blowing right i think about i think about that sometimes like how cool that experience was
0: yeah this this trip definitely made me reflect on um now, I wouldn't say, like, how dependent I am on my phone, but how many, like, comfort things I use it for. Everything from just, like, looking up directions or, yeah, um, you know, if somebody was like, hey, you know, what does this restaurant have? Like, I'm sometimes I'll, like, Google restaurant menus or, you know, I mean, just, like, little things, right? You've been on the yeah. road with me and there's been several yeah. times where you'll ask a question. And I'm like, I don't know. Let me find out. And I look it right, up. Right, right, right. And so... Yeah. Not being able to just do that uh, on a whim made me remember what that felt like. <laughs> Spoiler alert: it wasn't it wasn't fun. I mean, cell
1: phones are also just a great way to ignore conversations.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's priority number one whenever you're with me. Hey, Justin, we're still live. No, I'm hey. I'm
1: actually using my phone for its intended.
0: Hey, 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 Justin. <laughs> yeah. We're still live.
1: Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> In21H in says, now with the cell phone, you look at porn on the top of a mountain, not progress. Yeah, that's that's fair. that's
0: fair. Yeah, like it's intended purpose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't know how it happened, though. Like, I ended up like just the kind of guy who doesn't give a shit about his. Like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoy my phone. I enjoy my phone, but, like, uh, I mean, you know, I could do without
0: it. Well, I mean, look, if I went to Reddit in the browser and used, like, <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. I used my phone the way you did, I'd be able to live without it, too. Yeah.
1: Well, look, part of rebelling against a guy like my dad who,
0: like, knew how to use
1: a cell phone was to make sure that I sure as shit did not know how to use a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I, listen, I've got something that's on my mind and this has been on my mind since even before we went live, like from the moment I called you, I need to tell you, your shirt is awesome. Oh yeah. (laughs) So for the people who are listening to the audio only version, Justin is wearing uh, a Christmas sweater that has snowflakes on it and it has a Tyrannosaurus Rex wearing a Santa hat. (laughs)
1: That is, uh, that is true. That is what I'm wearing. (laughs) so there's like there's this generational divide at work like we're expanding very rapidly and like consequently we're hiring quite a few young people and I'm like I was the first person like the first I guess I'm a millennial so like I was the first millennial hired at the Second Chance Center I was also the first white man hired at the Second Chance Center Um, it it was was the beginning of like a change from like how they had been operating and uh, since then most of the people we've hired uh, have been younger than me and so like we decide i've recently decided to start doing things together and we decided to wear ugly christmas sweaters to work despite the fact that of the six of us only one of us celebrates christmas um and so sandra bought this for me it was just the most amazing gift that anybody's ever given me
0: i mean it's a fantastic shirt i'm not gonna lie sandra sandra's Sandra's great she's a great manager apparently according to chat i say tyrannosaurus rex weird probably some here's the thing sometimes uh the s gets drawn out at the end and it kind of sounds like i'm saying tyrannosaurus sex Uh, i think that's like an old futurama reference but yeah i don't know that's all right i I just pronounce things weird i guess i mean you're just
1: kind of weird in general (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's the the no. It's the rano part. Aeolus says.
1: Yeah, the rano part is weird too. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: <laughs> it's not that weird. It's kind of weird. What what do you, what do you guys say like Tyrano or something? It's, Ty-rano. it's Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrano. After the tyrant. Tyrannosaurus. Terror. Ty- yeah. Tyr. Tur. No, it's after it's literally the tyrant lizard. That's how it got its name. It's Ty, it's Tyrant. Tyrannosaurus Rex.
1: No, it's it's like this it's like the, the Crusader card. It's Tur. I swear <laughs> to God.
0: <laughs> yep. Checks out. Charmer is wrong. No, Charmer is not wrong. Well, Charmer, you have a bit of an accent.
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I said why, but like, it's much more like. I mean, like everybody knows somebody who sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> My dad has a really thick accent, actually. <laughs> you have to meet him sometime. He's a funny guy. I mean, actually, he's not funny at all. He has no sense of humor, but <laughs> we'll laugh about him behind his back.
0: Somebody says the uh, the red ranger says T-Ran. That doesn't mean anything. I don't believe the red ranger is my basis for proper pronunciation.
1: I always thought of you more as like the pink ranger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my thought. So Corey Milhouse says he's been here too long without a fun fact from Justin.
1: A fun fact from Justin. Alright, I can do a fun fun fact. Um Hmm Is there a specific topic you'd like a fun fact on? Ask me a uh, give me a topic oh. Hey,
0: fun right. fact, I just got a Twitch drop from Bethesda. I Did got you really one, have my... one core card uh pack?
1: I haven't gotten one yet, it's why I'm still here actually.
0: Well maybe you should pronounce dinosaur names properly. Ooh, burn, brother. Burn, like the oil that's made of dinosaurs. That's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> fun fact about jail? Okay. Um hmm. Uh all the food in the Kansas Department of Corrections and uh, jail So prison and jail. Are uh, is provided by Aramark, same company that provided the food to my grade school. There's a fun fact.
0: Soup's still trying to convince me that I say Tyrannosaurus Rex wrong, but I forgot we even had
1: that conversation.
0: Ramen is like, <laughs> uh, Ramen trades like money.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you call them soups in there, and uh, when I was in prison, they were either either twenty five cents or fifty cents, depending on what they uh, what kind they were, and they were currency. You traded them for all sorts of stuff. The other the other alternative currency is stamps.
0: Yeah, stamps make sense. It's basically... Uh...
1: Is there a difference between prison and jail? There is. There is, you're actually, held, yes. You're you're held in jail on uh, a variety of things. City crimes, uh, county crimes, um, uh, awaiting trial for felonies, and misdemeanors in general. Yeah. Uh, you're sentenced to prison for violating state laws, breaking the law in unincorporated counties that don't have sheriff's department, and uh,
0: committing a felony... Uh, and, uh, federal crimes too. Like there are no, yeah, but the, like, the federal federal different. Yeah. But it, I just mean, there's not like a federal jail, right? Like if you're in federal, no. you're in prison.
1: Right. And that's why if you commit federal misdemeanors, you still, you still go to federal prison as opposed to jail, which where you would go, if you're committing a state misdemeanor and you still end up whether you, when you leave the federal bureau of prisons, regardless of what you did, uh, you end up on federal probation instead of federal parole because there is no federal parole. Uh, federal, uh, state crimes. If you're released from prison, you go on probation uh, on parole. I'm sorry. And if you're released from jail, you go on probation.
0: Yeah. And then you've got, uh, there's like a bunch of things that are state specific as well, right? Like depending on your state statutes, there might be limits to the amount of time you can spend in a jail versus a prison and, uh, term lengths and things like that. Those are all because it's it, much like Justin was saying, right? Like, because you're charged on, uh you know either uh, city crimes or state crimes or misdemeanors um there are are differences there because like in the state of michigan for example um most of your misdemeanors carry a maximum sentence of like one year right but there's a couple that carry over it's like pretty specific things but for the most part jail is like short term um yeah but yeah there is there is actually a difference and there's also a difference between even just like jail and holding as well.
1: Uh, there can be, but places with low populations will
0: just hold you. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There can be. I guess I should, is what I should have said. And uh, the other question that I have is uh, what game are you playing, Justin?
1: Path of Exile. Path Next of Exile. Came out. I
0: wondered what yeah. it was because there was a lot more clicking. Um, yeah, I'm I, sorry. will stop. No, you're fine. there was just more clicking than usual. I, I was like, "This, us this us is, us is, us is us not us. Slay the Spire," is what I was trying to get. No.
1: Team Defines wants to know if I can travel outside the U.S. I can now. Yeah, I'm off parole, um, but I can. Uh, there are countries that will not let me into their borders. I can't go to Canada. A lot of countries have laws against um, felons from other p- convicted felons from other countries visiting, and some of them have specific laws against specific crimes. Uh, Canada does not like DUI drivers and doesn't like felons, and I'm both. So. You can apply for a waiver. I can't go to China either, or I have to. I have to. Uh, th- there is a handful of countries. Like,
0: that. is Ukraine one of them? It is not. So, you can come along with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to enjoy playing Artifact.
0: Damn. Well, I, I don't want to wish that on you.
1: Uh, India and Brazil are other countries that you can't visit with the United States felony. Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, and Japan.
0: Interesting. Yep. Most Some of, those of these make you can, sense. You can,
1: apply but... for, you can apply for a waiver from a lot of these. Um
0: He says oof, but you're gonna come visit me. That's a, That is a lie. I'm never going to come visit you In fact, I I had told you that the only time I wanted to go there was when you were in the States for TwitchCon because I felt like that would have been Cosmic justice. I'll be eligible to visit New Zealand in two years. I will never be eligible to visit Australia Which is one of the funniest to me because it's literally a country founded by prisoners You would think, historically, they might be a little okay with that.
1: Well, they ruined it for the rest of us. (laughs) Like, oh, you remember what my pops did? I ain't letting anybody else think that. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, it's been... Has it really been since November 3rd since we did a fucking podcast?
0: Mm, no, I feel like we've done one since November 3rd. We must have had a guest. The last time you called me on
1: Discord was on November
0: 3rd. Yeah, yeah, no, we've had guests. Who do we have? Um, this, this guy by the name of Peter Gennaro. Oh, yeah. Was he the last Late, episode like, we did? Lead, lead designer from Sparky Pants, developer of yeah. That is true. That is true. <laughs>
1: My bad, dude. My bad. I forgot about it. Who, who do we have, dude? Hold on. He was a great guest. That explains why this episode sucks so hard, right? Because like we we oh. did like we na- we focused and we nailed that episode, and now, you know, now we're fucked up. Like now we suck.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we we took a couple of weeks off. Um, yeah. I flew halfway around the world, and you uh, spent time with like family. I made an emote of CVH's face. Oh, that's right. There was Thanksgiving in there too. Yeah, there was Thanksgiving uh, in there too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yep. Yeah. Hey, good call, Uh Mina, say hello to the camera, Mina. Yeah, you looked up. Oh, you're such a good kitty. <laughs> I had to watch it back. Yeah, I, th- I actually thought our interview with Peter went really well.
0: Yeah, I mean we we clearly peaked there. It was good.
1: It makes sense. It was about a year after we interviewed Pete Hines, right? Yeah, about that. The only way we top those two Peters is if we get Spider-Man on as our next guest. Ooh, Peter Parker. That's right. All right. Or Peter Pan. Peter,
0: Peter Pan would be perfect. Peter Pan would be great if they would bring Pete, peanut butter with him. Yeah. Peanut butter is pretty good. Is Peter Pan peanut butter even still a thing anymore? I don't even think it is. I remember that I when I was it's, growing it's,
1: up. From it in twenty years. Yeah, I remember.
0: <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, it was a thing. But yeah, after I, I said know. it, I was like, I don't remember. Yeah. If that's even a thing anymore. Peter Pants is available. Yeah.
1: Oh. I we peated, Yeah, yeah, we did pete I finished my semester at grad school. I have 5 classes left.
0: Sounds like quitting time.
1: You know, and actually if I was ever like in, if I was ever going to quit, it would be now just because like I, I you know, I'm reaching that point where it's it's real enough now where it's like, well, maybe I should do something else with my life. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm not actually feeling that way, but like that the thought of course occurs to me, you know, from time to time.
0: Yeah. No, I believe me. I I'm 100% there with you uh, as somebody who already once in his life, like completely shifted careers yeah, and uh, thinks about also shifting careers pretty frequently. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get it.
1: Well, I mean, like what, I there will be a, a shift when I graduate to an extent, right? Like right now I'm the mental health coordinator. I do a lot of networking, a lot of meetings, a lot of fundraising, and a little bit of like and, and some therapy. I do I do therapy too. Uh, when I'm a license, when I, when I get my license, like I'm just gonna be doing therapy, right? Like my coordination will end.
0: You you rock- keep telling yourself that, but buddy, you work for a nonprofit. You will always wear many hats.
1: Yeah, but like it makes more economic sense, right? Because like. If I can bill someone's Medicaid every hour I talk to them, like they'll they'll want me to talk to people all day.
0: <laughs> I mean sure, but yeah. Uh... Man.
1: dude <laughs> There's like man, there's all this exciting shit going on with legends that I and I I, know, I always like start to talk about it and then i'm like oh yeah i can't
0: yeah i know <laughs> I we we should open it up to uh to chat we're yeah, at bring that us, point
1: bring us your questions yeah let's do it
0: let's do that and hopefully chat can save this episode by the for, way I made from it to us Asc-
1: <laughs> i've made it to ascension level eight on uh on slay the spire
0: I've shifted so much, surprised I haven't shifted wives. No, you Mm. gotta have a constant. You have to have a backbone. Oh,
1: like Desmond and Penny.
0: You can't, uh, you can't shift everything. Ian, I thought I responded to your Discord message. No.
1: Yeah, you, you said I'll contact you with more info. That's the last message I have from you, Ian.
0: Yeah, Ian. Why don't you contact him with more info? Yeah. There you go. What is your favorite burrito?
1: My favorite burrito? Oh yeah,
0: that's a that... good one. So I really like
1: um Sourizo, you know, like fake chorizo. Um with eggs and uh salsa.
0: Yeah, uh mine would also just be like a breakfast burrito but one without meat.
1: Yeah. Breakfast burritos are great, too. Sandra fucking hates breakfast burritos. She thinks they're, like, exceptional. Like, I mean, she doesn't say that they're like it's cultural appropriation, but, like, I know that's why she doesn't like them. Uh, but, yeah, burritos are great, man. What did I have for dinner tonight? Um, so today, by the way, is when the Japanese celebrate Bodhi Day, Adam, if you did anything. I've been fasting for a week. I, I didn't, like, want to get on a soapbox and talk about it on Twitter and shit. But today I ate for the first time in seven days. it's <clears throat> so part of the reason I've been so sick lately is, like, I haven't been getting any better because I've not been taking care of myself physically. But, uh, so today was my first day eating in a week. And we had, um, we had apple pie and broccoli. And we made these little, like, lettuce wraps with, uh... With homemade peanut sauce, it was amazing. It was amazing. We 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 used polenta and we fried it, and put it in there with onions. It was delicious. Team Defiance wants to know what I think the game needs to be make make it more enjoyable. Uh, regular content releases, either that or like balance patch every month, uh, a dramatic one because it it would function similar to a new content release, although it's not as good.
0: Yeah, that would be. Good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: do I think well but hey, we've made I've made that suggestion on the show for like a year now. For dramatic balance changes on a regular basis. And and I get why it's not a good idea. I get it, I get it. It's just something I personally think would be fun. Uh do I think the Elder Scrolls Legends player base is toast, or will players come back? Also streamers that have left coming back or staying gone. What do you think about that, Derek?
0: um i mean i don't think it's toast i think it's like roughly the same size as it's been for like the last you know two three months or whatever basically it's been pretty stable since the client switch you know if it's going down it's going down at a very very slow rate i'm still finding games with the same um consistency uh so i don't think it's toast uh As far as, like, streamers that left and came back, like, the ones that left aren't coming back. Like, let's be honest. They left for um, a number of different reasons, but most of them are, uh, you know, chasing viewer pools, chasing money, chasing the next hottest thing. Whatever the case may be, Uh, even if, like, Legends has a new expansion, they'll come back for, like, a week or something, and then they'll be gone. The only way that they come back is if Legends were to make some huge announcement that also had to do with money, right? All those people that are uh, chasing tournament dollars are going to continue to chase tournament dollars, so... um, Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, they're going to play Hand of the Gods, too.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, the only way Legends gets more streamers that just stick with the game because they love it at this point is if uh, they just start onboarding more players and uh, new players and o- open up that pathway right So
1: I, I, I do think that there are probably a, a lot of people who would play it and enjoy legends who have never played it because they don't know it exists. I think that's almost certainly the case. Like you and I have been to a bunch of fucking events at this point and like these are these are events a lot of times for people who like Bethesda games. Who are like, oh my god, I didn't know there was a Skyrim card game, right? Yeah, we've heard that every time. Every time people say that, like, I didn't know this existed. Like, these are motherfuckers with Fallout tattoos, and stuff, and they don't know that Legends exists because there's like no, no promotion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I I think that um. I don't know. Uh, if Elder Scrolls Six comes out sometime in the next ten years, I think that that has the the potential to cause a secondary influx if uh, marketed correctly. You know, if there's if there's a uh, a wolf mount for Elder Scrolls Six that ends up in Legends, I think that yeah. could get uh, a lot of exposure going for it.
1: I think that you could absolutely like double or triple the number of like entrenched players. I mean and I'm being conservative honestly in my opinion, much more the number of entrenched players with a well announced and managed uh tournament scene deal, regular content release, although that's sort of how you entrench them after they get on board. And uh and, and a big advertising campaign.
0: Anyone have an extra Doom Wolf code lying around? Nope. Fun fact, I haven't played uh, Elder Scrolls Online in a long time. I did play it. I played it a lot at uh, launch and even during the beta. I was actually one of the closed beta testers for that. Um, but when I got my my code, I redeemed it immediately just because I didn't want to deal with people asking me.
1: Yeah. I, re- I mean, I redeemed mine right away. I haven't played Elder Scrolls Online for quite a while now, but, uh... I did play it for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a solid game. My biggest problem was I didn't want to play it on stream because the problem that I have with MMOs on stream is there's a lot of things you have to do as, like, general maintenance is what I call it, right? Rearranging your bag space, doing crafting, going out and getting materials, right? Like, the fun parts aren't always like consistent and i didn't want to stream while i was doing like the boring parts but then that meant i felt like i had homework before i could start streaming because i was like oh, i'll have to sign on and do all that and then i don't know that's that's ultimately what made me not stream mmos because i've played a lot of mmos and i enjoy them but they're they're not in my opinion very stream friendly
1: i don't know why anybody would watch them gotta be honest i have no idea i would never watch somebody stream an mmo
0: i mean i would if it was like somebody i knew and maybe we were in a guild together or something or like just to hang out but
1: what like mmos already have a community right like i i like I, when i do watch people play legends it's because like that gives me that sense of community and an otherwise very solitary experience
0: Iola says, you'd watch for the streamer experience rather than the gameplay. Yeah, except for I don't watch anything for the streamer experience. Because this is what happens. They're either far more entertaining than me, and then I get depressed because I'll never reach that level of entertainment. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but I'm emotionless. Uh, Or they're just (laughs) like me, in which case, why are you watching somebody who's just like me? I'm emotionless. So Dude, either right. either way, it's just not a fun experience for me. I would never watch anyone like me. <laughs> never. Not not even a little bit. Yeah. I'm
1: trying to think, like what what other content creator do I remind you of someone? That you remind me of? Yeah, so so I can find a content creator and watch him and see
0: how annoying. Hmm, that's a good question. Have you, um, you're like, you're like a less flash, a less flashy Sir Action Slacks. like Sir Action Slacks. Like, if you had a soundboard that you could, you could work with, you might be pretty close to him. In fact, right. listening, when I was in Ukraine, listening to Sun's fan talk about, like, whenever he works with, uh, Slacks, in my head, it was just like you all the time. Everything he described was like working with you. But I mean that in all the best ways possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Slacks comes off as the least genuine person in the history of- Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> uh.
0: Somebody said Loco Pojo is always... Re- no, Loco Pojo is like CVH, in my opinion. I think he's far more like CVH than he is Justin.
1: He's the eternal guy, right? Yeah. Okay. I've watched a little bit of his stuff.
0: Yeah, Ian Bitt's saying it as well. He's the eternal CVH. 100%. They, they, if so, if somebody told me that Loco Pojo was CVH's little brother, I wouldn't bat an eye. I would just believe it blindly. Fair enough. Regis Kilbin? I'll check this. I'll check these guys out. Thank you. Yeah, Regis might be another one.
1: questions i i realized i muted myself all right guys questions what do you what do you want to know from hey mina no no so mina as a kitten is still learning that you can't use claws when you're walking on people
0: (laughs) so bucket fridge asks me who are my favorite characters to play an artifact um for me personally my favorite hero sorla khan um And maybe my second favorite is, like, Tinker. I just really like playing black. Black's the most flexible of the colors. Um, It has a lot of uh, the the cross-lane interactions, which I really enjoy. So, usually anything I build is uh, starting with black, and then I go from there.
1: I seem to lose more slowly when I drop.
0: Yeah, black just because of the cross-lane stuff and the flexibility, I, I feel like it gives me more decision-making potential and power, which is what I really enjoy about that game.
1: Uh, Yimbus, why do I not like Artifact?
0: Um, it feels like... The,
1: the, the, the experience of learning to play Artifact doesn't feel intuitive to me. Uh, I have trouble tracking everything that's going on, and um i don't feel like i'm getting any better no matter how much i play. also uh i seem to be there does not seem to be a link between um what i'm doing and my ability to win
0: <laughs> somebody says what about rng and artifact people say it's really bad um i think that's people that don't understand uh the difference between quantity of uh, randomness and the uh, magnitude of randomness, right? There is a lot of things that have a random element in artifact, but very, very few of them have large individual impacts, right? It's all all little bits that just are basically ways to create um, differing board states and emergent gameplay and, and uh, the kind of variance that I enjoy that rewards decision-making and adaptation Um, Because you could say this about any card game, right? Any card game uh, starts with creating um, variants, right? Whether it's just from simple card draw or other mechanics. And then the things that usually separate good players from great players and bad players from good players are players' uh, decision making, right? So any card game that creates lots of ways for you to make decisions that have a positive impact on the game and thus your win rate over time, I think is good. Uh, In my opinion, I think Artifacts, RNG, while there are a lot of them, they're of uh, low magnitude, low impact. So uh, I think people get hung up on the amount. And here's the other thing, right? Other card games have kind of unfortunately trained people to think that things are over uh, before they are, right? If you get a bad flop in Artifact, It's the same to a lot of players as if you have a bad, like turn two and turn three in legends, right? Like if you're playing against somebody that has the ring and you don't have a two drop and you don't have a three drop, then you're just behind on board and you feel like the game is over, right? Like that's, that's that feeling that people have. You, you're like ready to hit concede already. You get a bad flop and artifact. Maybe you lose like two heroes on the opening turn. Game's not actually over, but people are conditioned to feel that way. And now everything in their head is that like confirmation bias of like this isn't going my way because of uh you know my bad flop and now this bad arrow and um i think the sooner you break that like mental cycle and you start looking at the ways that you can uh shift and get back into it and then i think that the game becomes better and more enjoyable but there is there is it's difficult right there's that condition that we have from you know, decades going all the way back to magic, right? Like even if you're playing magic, there's times where like somebody has an opening and in your head, you're like, I, you know, it's turn three and I already know that I've lost. Um, So yeah, there is uh, definitely RNG and artifact. uh, But uh, I can count after, you know, I've played hundreds of hours. Now I can count on one hand, the number of games that I truly feel like I lost RNG and they are such like, minuscule rare instances like i'm talking you know i had three melee creeps over the course of three turns that soaked like 30 damage a pop from me once um it happens so rare that uh, i just don't more more times than not i look back and i'm like oh i like messed up a hero deployment right or something like that so you're still muted justin
1: I have discovered a website called Steam Charts.
0: You have discovered? Well, yep. welcome to, uh, you know, uh, the last decade, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, I have no data to back this up. But all artifact players play through Steam, right?
0: Yes, that is correct.
1: I would guess there are more concurrent Legends players than there are
0: right now. Probably. I would believe that. Like, I, I wouldn't bat an eye at that just because of the presence of mobile. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think that will potentially change when Artifact does hit mobile. It's supposed to hit mobile sometime next year. But I don't know. We'll see. What's the most recent word on how expensive artifact is? I mean I guess uh, that depends. Uh, the last from some from a source that I trust, the last thing that I saw said that you can expect to spend around uh, 200 bucks to get a complete collection of full play sets. And that's not even like trying to nickel and dime the market. You can I, I know some people that uh, basically spent like 50 bucks to get th- three copies of everything. Uh, but they, those are people who like aggressively nickel and dime the market. I, I don't have time for that. Like, I just want to know, like, what do I got to pay once and then call it good. So, I love how so Shadow Griffin in chat says two hundred dollars. Holy shit, fuck that. Um, listen, I, I'm gonna be upfront with you right now. I've spent more than that on legends, like easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have personally I don't, I don't think I have I, I can tell you for, for beyond a shadow of a doubt I've spent more than $200 on Legends and I don't have a full like playset collection of anything that's not a story expansion so none of the pack based things do I own three of's and uh, I can say the same thing for the base set and it may come as a shock to you but I've put a fair amount of time into playing Legends too now that being said I do have a premium problem right? That's a thing. Uh but yeah. yeah, I've easily spent more than $200 on on Legends. Mm. And again, that was for mm. me saying like full play sets whatever. Like if you just want to buy like one competitive deck, like if you wanted to buy like a Storm right now, um it's like 40 or 50 bucks for that deck. It's not bad. I've spent more money on Legends than I even need to.
1: I'm thinking about this. I I'm fairly certain that I have enough dust and gold that if a new pack base base expansion drop tomorrow, I could craft all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can I can say with certainty that that is not the case for me. But yeah, uh, I have a premium problem.
1: You know, I, it, because of some conversations we had actually trapping my premium plus like when, once i realized a few months ago like that i had this much dust and then i didn't know what to do with it this, this many soul shards i realized like well i'll just start collecting premium cards um and now at this point if i dust if i soul trapped all my premium cards i think i'd have another easily 30 or forty thousand soul shards
0: so this is adorable frankie hot dog says here's the issue with the artifact though you have a full collection now because you don't have time to grind for the set but now you have a full set and artifact what's left to do in the game um this this is a pretty easy answer Uh, are you ready are you on the edge of your seat yeah play the game like i don't Mm. know i don't know about you guys but like whenever whenever i buy a board game right like at home you know i own i don't know like settlers of Catan, house on haunted hill uh twilight imperium I own 100% of all of those games. None of those games have an achievement system. But you know what? Somebody comes over this weekend, I'm going to play the game. Because sometimes you just play a game to enjoy it. Right? Like, I I don't know why this is such a a controversial thing. And not just an artifact and not just even in card games, right? But like, there was a time when like, you played a game because you had fun doing it. Like, uh growing up I used to play a lot of chess, right? I was in the chess club. I was one of those nerds, right? There was no MMR in chess. I didn't have a ranking system in chess. There was no monthly legends rank in chess. I just liked to play chess. You so, play chess for the chicks, man. Like when I started playing Magic the Gathering, DCI didn't even exist. I didn't even have a DCI number. I played Magic cuz I liked to play Magic, right? So, like, when all these people say, like, well, what's there to do in Artifact? Like, I don't know. Play the game. It's it's weird. And maybe it's just me because that's also the way I've treated Legends. Like, yeah, I finished top 100. There's a couple of times uh, where I'm like, okay, I really want to try hard to finish top 100. But most of the time, I'm just playing Legends because I like to play Legends, you know? Uh, and I think it's fair to say that anyone who's approached me knows that I'm not trying to go for, like, a number one finish or anything. Like, I just uh Like playing the game, like it feels good to play the game. Like, if Justin came over tomorrow and he's like, "Hey, man, I want to play Monopoly," I would say, "Yes, I would love to cheat at Monopoly <laughs> when playing against you because I just like playing Monopoly." So, yeah. I I don't
1: I, I, I agree with you actually on this topic.
0: I played it. I play because it it's fun. Right? Yeah, I don't. You I know, mean, I mean, and, and I don't, don't get me wrong. Here's the other thing I want to say real quick. This doesn't mean I'm against a progression system. If other people need it, it doesn't hurt me if it's there. And if that's what they get their enjoyment for, sweet, throw it in. I don't care. But to like say that a game like needs one or is bad without one, I think is very close minded in my opinion, because uh, there are a lot of ways that I have spent my time uh, and it's strictly for the enjoyment of it.
1: Sweet, good times. <laughs> fun and interactive. The Artifact Podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, hey, we threw it to chat. Chat had questions.
1: No, I'm just fucking around, man. I to- it's totally cool.
0: And I'm trying to tie this back to Legends. Like I said, man, I don't, I don't play Legend. Like, listen, you're the poster child too. You're not playing Legends because of the ladder.
1: No, like- I told you, I agreed with you. <laughs> yeah, I play this game because it's fun, man. I think, I, play, like, I, I think Legends in particular is fun because you can do so many things, right? Imagine, like, I don't, hmm, if our release cadence hadn't been so awful for the entire existence of this game, I might not have become the kind of player that I am because, like, it was out of necessity that I got into more and more bizarre things that I wanted to do playing Legends. So in some ways, like you know, credit, like credit where credits due. Like this was uh, something I did because I was finding new ways to, to dick around. And the one time I thought about quitting Legends was like October or November of last year, and it's because it had been so long since we got any new content. I was just running out of ideas. That hasn't happened for a while. Hasn't happened since then.
0: Yeah, I. that is interesting to think about like what would have maybe happened if we would have seen full-time competitive Justin. Jesus, dude. Well, see, I mean, you and I have
1: talked a little bit about it. I don't have it in me to do this, like to play the same deck over and over and over again, you know? Even decks that I enjoy, right? Like, I like Abomination Scout. It's one of the coolest things that I've ever seen this game do. I love playing it. Um, but even that deck I can't play more than like five or six games in a row before I'm like I gotta do something <laughs> same as support uh, mage I love playing support mage if support mage is playable right now which it, it's totally not nor will it probably ever be again uh, I, you, you can't play more than one game of that because then it, you know it's bedtime
0: yeah Yeah, I guess that's fair. Not everybody has, uh, has it in them to just play, like, 400 games of mid-sorcerer.
1: No, I mean, I did that for a few months. I did, Yeah, right? I did that for a few months. But even then, like, even when I was doing it with Legends, I wasn't enjoying it the way I'm enjoying the game now. You know? I was enjoying my success, but it pales in comparison to the enjoyment of expressing myself through the game, personally. And it always will. Because I don't like zero-sum as a philosophy in general, and I really don't like zero-sum games. This is the only one like this that I play where it's not in some way either, like, not about the end. It's about, you know, it's about the journey in most of the games I play. I play Legends, and I continue to do so because it, it gives me an outlet for expression. And because there are so many cool people that I get to ha- have this social experience with. Like, I've done my best to subvert the binary win-lose essence of legends like because that's the worst part of it to me like do I like winning yeah I like winning I think I'm we're all probably hardwired to win, like enjoy success in some way but like I do my best to define success differently
0: I don't know sometimes I feel like I don't enjoy success but we talked about that
1: and, and again <laughs> to go back to that conversation that's rooted in my by-
0: I'm, I'm really glad that your audio cut out just there Fuck you!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I I, I I've kind of said this before. I'm really waiting for either the battle royale card game, right? Be, just because one of the things I miss most about Magic is uh, multiplayer. Yeah. And so I think that the natural like as much as it's a cliche like the natural next step is if somebody wants to actually try to make a battle or a, excuse me a multiplayer card game work in the digital format, Battle royale's the, the the next format. But I also personally wouldn't mind like seeing the co-op side of that, right? Like I want I want two-headed giant too. You know, I want I want emperor as a format in a card game. I want to be on Justin's team while yeah. trying to do ri- ridiculous things.
1: I agree. I agree. I think that, like... I mean, like, Artifact is innovative in, in is Less innovative than I thought it was before I learned how to play. But, like... A, a card game that involves more than two players? That would be groundbreaking to me. A digital one.
0: Yeah. I. I mean, I would love to see something that just had built in... Uh, Either Two-Headed Giant Mechanics or really Emperor. Emperor used to be one of my favorite formats to ever play Magic. And if you've never played Emperor in Magic, you are missing out. It is three on three. And uh, there are two people uh, on sides of an Emperor, right? There's like the Emperor in the left and the right. And there are like rules for how far you can cast spells and who can attack who. And um, I I just really loved that as a format.
1: That sounds awesome. I have played EDH, but I've never played uh, Mythic or fuck, or was I, uh, Emperor? Yeah.
0: Just like, so there was also kind of like uh, the equivalent of uh, like a Battle Royale multiplayer we used to play back at my comic shop for Magic. Uh, we called it uh, Bounty Hunter. So the idea yeah. was, it was like free-for-all, uh, kind of free-for-all multiplayer. You'd get like eight people, ten people around a table. Um, but then before the game started, you would all put your name on a card, shuffle them, and then deal them out. And you could only attack the person whose name you had. And every time you, like, killed somebody, then you inherited their bounty and could attack the name they had. And then once you got to your own name, like, when you had your own card, then you could attack anybody. And so it was, like, multiplayer, like, free-for-all-ish, but you had, like, designated targets kind of as well, um... It was pretty neat. I, there, there's a lot of, I think, interesting ways that a good multiplayer digital card game could be done, or co-op, or whatever. Um, it's interesting. Hey, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Donatello. Me too. Huh. Yeah. He was. He, I always... I was going to say, he was the smart one that made gadgets, man. And he had a purple bandana.
1: Yeah. Yeah, He was always my favorite, too.
0: Huh. That's cool. Uh, Bucket Fridge wants to know if uh, either of us have ever played fantasy, flight games, uh, living card games. I've played some of them. I don't think Justin has.
1: I don't know what those are.
0: Um... I I love pretty much any Fantasy Flight game. Uh, As I've told Justin, my favorite games on the planet are the ones that take, like, three hours to set up, an extra hour just to read the rules, and then, like, seven hours playing until you have to give up long before the game's meant to end just because now all your friends have to go home. Like, that's Fantasy Flight games typically in a nutshell, and I'm all in on those.
1: But... The only other, the only like real life game I've I've played is Clank. I think if everybody knows that at this point. I saw a guy get stabbed one time playing Monopoly.
0: So Major Broski says, "So you like Civilization? Yeah, sure, I'll play it. Civilization, Arkham Horror, Twilight Imperium, uh, you know, old like 1984, Milton Bradley, Bradley uh, Access and Allies." Um, all of the like licensed IP fantasy flight games, so like World of Warcraft, Starcraft, things like that. Um, the the more The more pieces, the better. Shinaro's here. I thought we banned him. Oh, I've played Risk before. <laughs> Risk. Oh, you're adorable. I remember, so, like, I grew up with a a military family, a lot of Marines, right? And they used to love playing Risk and Axes and Allies. Axes and Allies was, like, the first time that I realized a board game could be more than, like, just a standard, like, roll dice, move your figure board game. It kind of, like, blew my mind and changed my life forever. But um, my family used to love to play Risk as well, so I got really good at it. And then I remember in high school as a like we're gonna we're gonna use a board game to teach you about like colonialism project they they paired us up and we we all got to play risk and it's typically a long game my my teachers planned on it taking like 40 minutes or something and i remember i like wiped my board in five turns
1: Mm. like i just
0: crushed everybody because i knew like hey early like you take australia you take brazil or excuse me south america because they have like single and double entry points but you get free units and then you expand from there so i uh i i i I, like ripped right through them and then uh my teachers didn't know what to do with me for like 40 minutes Uh, Senior Citizen says, is ESL Legends dead? No. I mean, as as dead as any game that has uh, uh, an active player base and a bunch of stuff I can't talk about coming can be, I guess. I don't know.
1: No, Legends is in a great spot. As far as, like, its
0: institutional stability goes yeah what it what that's that's fair Ian it says first of all what is ESL legends that's funny it's legends legends Le- legends of the English e- actually said. you know what I take it back <laughs> ESL legends is dead because that was the old Direwolf version where like you you played like legends on legends uh on your scroll on a scroll with a scroll. Fucking right? Legendception. Do you ever go back and like look at your like launch day YouTube videos and like watch <laughs> watch what the game and the interface was like and yeah. animations. I did that recently just for nostalgia, you know. It
1: looks trashy.
0: It was it was no no shock that look and feel of the game used to be a pretty big complaint. Man, dude, your keyboard is loud. I think uh, finally getting the Snowball mic to work for Discord for you might have been a curse. Really?
1: I feel like, I, do I sound better? I mean like- Yeah, like I like I you
0: sound, sound great, but- Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, it just picks up everything else so well. Like your keyboard and your mouse didn't used to be um, as loud. That's fair. So that's now fair. we know now we know when <laughs> you're sending DMs to me. <laughs> uh
1: No, I I'm, I'm DMing Major Broski actually.
0: Or when you're playing Path of Exile or And I
1: stopped playing Path of Exile.
0: Yeah, I know. But I'm like
1: just... look, man, we, we we talked about artifact for a while and like, I just started tuning out. I had to I had to cleanse my palate. but uh I I'm getting to something pretty cool. Come on. Check your Discord DMs from Major Broski.
0: I can't at this moment. What about a Twitch DM? Um, I could check Twitch or Twitter, but uh, Discord is currently what we're using for this call. So. Right.
1: Fun fact about the keyboard I have, the keyboard's the only thing that survived from my old computer. keyboard for a while. Yeah? Yeah. I just installed MythGuard. By the way.
0: Yeah, I uh I installed it, but then I took a trip before I could try it. But I'm looking forward to giving it a go because it sounds neat.
1: Yeah, I'll try it. Fuck man, I played Hand of the Gods.
0: Right, Hand of the Gods. <laughs> what do you think the chances are
1: that it ends up uh Artifact of the Gods? <laughs>
0: Um, I think that, like, if you're asking if, like, Artifact's gonna end up going down the tank, I think that's a pretty slim chance. And I say this as a, um, you know, Legends has had some doom and gloom a couple of times in its history, and it's still here just by the sheer will of, like, Bethesda. And Valve is gonna do the exact same thing. Um, you know, Dota didn't exactly have the cleanest launch. CSGO, I, I mean, that was years ago, but that didn't exactly have the cleanest launch. But... Like, they're still around and in many ways thriving. Valve is very similar in in uh, terms of games that they just continue to improve upon until they finally make it right, right? Like, I, I think about Bethesda and what they did with Elder Scrolls Online and how bad uh, ESO's launch was versus, like, how well-received it is now. And so yeah. that's why I keep having faith... Uh, in Legends and like Valve's the same way. I don't. It won't be a hand of the gods. It won't. It won't be um, the most popular game ever. Uh, but it doesn't need to be. Did you get those those Twitter
1: or Twitch messages or whatever? Yeah. So by the way, we we should wrap up a little early tonight because I got to get up and do the warp meta tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's right. You're you're a big shot now. Get the fuck out of here. You just got flown
1: to Eastern Europe and hung out in some sex dungeon with a bunch of, <laughs> w- with a fucking tour guide. All right. I'm under no illusions.
0: It wasn't a sex dungeon. All right. Yeah. There, there it, were they, passwords they a, and a door, but it was you a had, restaurant. You had to
1: give, him, you had to give him midget a midget a, a, a password so that you could go behind a black curtain directly into a bathroom with a stone wall. Like I understand what happened. <laughs> Not to mention, I used to use a lot of dope, man. I know what I, okay. i I've, I've, I've given little people passwords before.
0: <laughs> oh. Thanks. Now I'm going to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool. I'm excited about that.
1: I'm glad that I got to meet Silverfuse before. You know, we, we were, uh, this is something that happened while we were on vacation from the podcast. Silverfuse and I went out to lunch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was awesome with our with our partners. She's married. I'm married. Uh, we went to what's the name of the place? Cheesecake Factory, downtown Kansas City. That was pretty cool.
0: I've never actually been to a cheesecake factory. I was really close to going to one. Yeah, um, when I was traveling for work and I was in Virginia and I just really wanted cheesecake. Yeah, um, I like Googled how far I would have to walk to one. I even, I remember texting my wife. I was like, I just really want cheesecake. And I'm thinking about walking like five miles to go to this cheesecake factory (laughs) so that I can order an entire cheesecake and then take it back to my hotel where I know I will eat it by myself. Um, But she talked me off the ledge. So
1: dude, cheesecakes like like I I've eaten cheesecake at cheesecake factory. Their food is really fucking good. Like that's why I go there. Yeah, they, they they serve the impossible burger, which is awesome. I mean, like it's just good food.
0: Yeah, there's just not like any nearby where I live, so. Yeah. <sighs> right uh, on. Yeah, somebody in chat asked why Eastern Europe for artifact uh, isn't Valve a U.S. company. Um, the company that ran the uh, tournament itself was a third-party organization, and they're based out of Kiev in Ukraine. Um, Valve. Uh, because of their stuff with dota has a lot of third-party orgs that run tournaments and uh, so this was one of them but yeah we definitely should wrap this up soon so that justin can get some well needed rest yeah you
1: know it be a great way to, to to end the show
0: oh gods i'm afraid to ask
1: No, you know. You got the the messages. You got the DMs.
0: I mean, I guess we could do that, right? Let's do it, man. We have,
1: thanks to Major Broski, who has his own podcast show, a talk show, and uh, does some pretty cool interviews. We have some pack codes to give away. And they're artifact cards. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we have
0: <laughs> we have two uh, Morrowind artifact packs. Mm-hmm. Martifact. Yeah, around um. here we don't have the Cheesecake Factory because we have uh, what's called the Grand Traverse Pie Company. It's from a company um, founded in Traverse City here in Michigan. And I will say this. The Grand Traverse Pie Company has some fantastic pies, like... I feel like I'm gonna get diabetes anytime I eat one, but oh man, are they so good. Diabetes is okay. Oh, hold on. Does that is that legit set to subs only? I might have to restart this giveaway. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. We're gonna... We're gonna clear this and then redo it. I don't know how that happened. I must have accidentally hit my scroll. like, wheel. Alright, there we go. Reopening it. Sorry about that, gang. Alright, so make sure you type it again. So what do you think of, uh, the new monthly card? I mean, I'm gonna... I'm going to do a, played, a, a video on it here soon, but I'm curious what you think of it.
1: I jammed it in Aggro Warrior, and it was great.
0: Really? Yep. <clears throat> I honestly think that's the best use for the card. So just out of curiosity, what um, what makes it great in your opinion? Like specific, with- Specifically, what makes it better than Iliac Sorcerer?
1: Uh, trades better would be my, my thought. Um, Iliax Sorcerer can also trade with a two-three, but there are situations where I like uh, I like uh, to be to be totally honest with you. I ran both. I was running a catapult version, and I had Iliac, and I had the uh, elite. Um, it's red, which I think is important. I think you can play it in uh, other games too. I just think it's good for what it is. It was good every time I played it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of unimpressed personally. I feel like most of the time I would rather play uh, Iliac, and in the options where I, like I'm running a red deck and it's not warrior, uh, I just don't think I want like a, a one three one drop like that.
1: I mean, I played so like I said, I was playing it in a warrior with um, with catapults. I was playing. Um scimitars my wonder ops were scimitars, uh Alits and Iliacs... and it felt felt good. Felt good. It is bad against um Fighters Guild Recruit and uh all the Assassin where Iliac is not. But it's just a, just a, I mean, as far as one drops go, I think it does about as much as you can expect.
0: Yeah, I, you know, when I try to compare it, I mean, it's hard, right? But I try to compare it to stuff like the Trapper, you know? That's another Trapper's one, be- another one Trapper's three, but it's got a keyword and, like, another ability on top of it.
1: Trapper's better in a deck that can run both, I think, most yeah. of the time.
0: I just, so, like historically, one drops have never been like super powerful in legends and rightfully so it's a one drop and you don't want the game to be decided that early but yeah. to me the one drops that have always been powerful are either ones that uh, are enablers. And when I say enabler I mean something like either relentless Raiders that uh, enable a combo or stuff like uh, like scouting patrol or marked man that enable pit lion, you know like, the one drop has to be something that enables, so that it doesn't feel good if you draw it like later in the game, um, or, in my opinion, it just has to be something uh, that is innately powerful enough, uh, like on its own. Which is why I think about something like Iliac, because Ward is already pretty powerful. Um, you slap like a scimitar on it, and it and it goes bonkers. And um, yeah, like the elite isn't bad, but it just historically it doesn't fit the the roles that some of your other one drops do, right? Like, there's a reason we don't run like the two-two one drop. I guess is what I'm trying to say in my mind, right? Um, I think you wouldn't warrior. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't personally. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think if it was
1: purple, I might run it in warrior. I'd run it over the over the elite.
0: all right let's do this giveaway man all right all right we are gonna close the giveaway and then we're gonna pick a winner congratulations drew money
1: congratulations drew money you won two packs of houses of mormon
0: must be present to win speak up Say something in chat so that I can click on your name and DM you. There you go. That's Wait. how it works. See, do you see how he did that, gang? Shout out, again how-
1: to, shout out again to Major Broski for hooking us up with codes.
0: And uh, we're going to pick another winner. Just like that. Drumroll, please. Kazoo Croc! Kazoo Croc. Is that even a real person? <laughs> Are is, you serious? Is Kazoo Croc a bot? They're never hanging around my chat.
1: Kazoo Croc is definitely a real person.
0: Ian Biss says, Charmer never DMs me, which is a lie because the last time I DM'd you, it was literally with a beta code for Artifact. Alright. DM sent. Congratulations. Sweet. This has been. Pretty typical of us. A lot of times we have, like, really impressive podcasts, and then we always kind of come down with these, like, low-tempo ones. We need to figure out how to even it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out one day. Yeah, one day. This is only episode, like, 45 or something.
0: Yeah. You'd think we'd be professionals at this by now. (laughs) Maybe if I started making an agenda or something. We did that in the beginning. Yeah, we did that, and that was not working well for us
1: we we used to fucking prepare questions and shit (laughs) oh man i'm just glad you're back in town i'm excited to be back doing the podcast we'll probably i we're probably going to take a week or two off in late december too just because i'm going out of town i'm sure you got plans but uh next week same bat time same bat channel
0: yeah maybe maybe uh friday now that you're done with class i don't know oh yeah i forgot about fridays
1: (laughs) That makes sense.
0: Yeah. One or the other. Stay tuned to social media. I bet we have some th- some exciting stuff to talk about. I'm I'm hoping that we have some pretty exciting stuff. Sweet. Until then. It's not not within our not within our control though. But yeah, until then. See you on the ladder. See you on the ladder.